Hey, this is Earl Hebner with the Smash the Mat Podcast. Hey, gang. This is Lisa Marie Varon, formerly known as Victoria from WWE, formerly known as Impact Wrestling, Tara. And you are listening to Smash the Mat. And if you are not, I'm going to widow speak your butt. The Smash the Mat Podcast with your host, G-Money, J5DB. And Mr. Magnificent. Yo, what is greatness day? And welcome to another episode of one of, if not the best talk wrestling podcast out there. It is Smash the Mat. Indeed. And we have our good old brother DB is back. Wait, yes. wait, wait. You, you, you completely hyped it up wrong. Oh, it, I'm is, sorry. <laughs> it is the grand return there of the is. very best at talk wrestling. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I got, I got you. Okay. So, so it's the return of the very best. No, I messed up. I'm gonna do it again. It is the grand return of the very best in talk wrestling. Jesus, Beezus, DB is in the building. Hello, hello. I'm, I'm glad to, <laughs> to bless everyone and including the lovely listeners with the return. Of my voice, uh, I've, I've been out. I've been out on injury with a torn ACL, um, and, 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 and you know I had to I had to go train in the gym for a long time. But I'm back. I'm better than ever, and I'm aiming to be the world heavyweight champion. All yes. right, it works for me. Man, yes. I, like I, I just feel. <laughs> I feel like all this momentum. I know, no, right, right. This is bigger than Triple H's return. This is bigger than when Seth came back. You know, this is bigger than any any return in the history. When the Undertaker came back, yeah, when the Undertaker came back, nothing nothing compared to the return of DB. All right, that's what I'm talking about. So, (laughs) we're going to have an interview with Dolph Ziggler later on. Because WWE SmackDown was in our hometown, Mm -hmm. Fayetteville, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. this past week, this past Friday. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get the interview out before it didn't happen. So you're going to hear the interview at the end of this show. And we're going to tell you about our experience at SmackDown. We're going to talk some more wrestling because that's what we do. But first things first, we got to give our shout outs, man. We definitely want to send some shout outs out to all those that listen to us on the regular. Mm -hmm. Shout out to some Facebook groups. We have the Smash the Mat discussion group. On Facebook, we've got Wrestling Fans Are Us. Mm -hmm. We've got the Nation of African American Wrestling. We have the BWO. We've got the Real Wrestlers Fan Page. We've got, I always start, after that one, I start like, mm, oh, Black Wrestling Fans. That's another group. That's right. Oh, the Carolina Indie Group. The Carolina Indie Pro Wrestling Mm -hmm. Group. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of accounts that we follow. Oh, shout out to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Okay, so... I'm going to come back to that. But there's a few other podcasts out there that rock with us. Shout out to the homie Adam Seggy. Seggy Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, who do you be shouting out? Uh, mainly, uh, shout out uh, TJMF Podcast, of course, um, which I'll talk a little Obviously. bit about later. Yes. Um, and then there's with Spandex, Brandon Stroud. He's very funny. Um, good reviews. And, yeah, of course, NoDQ.com, no the classic wrestling page there's so many wrestling pages out there so it's a good time it is so i'm coming back to shouting out the cinnamon and sugar podcast is gary barnage Mm -hmm. and d'angelo williams two former football players that that both love wrestling started a podcast it's awesome it's good absolutely oh you know even though they'll probably not listen or hear this but shout out to the new day 
Oh yeah, yeah. I just heard their podcast. They're joining Feel in the, the podcast game. Yeah, and, and it's good. I I really like hearing like the uh, stories with them. Uh, you know, because they 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 struggled a lot. You yeah, know, they did. No, it, they went. They started it. from being. In, in a tough spot, all of them, Kofi not doing so well, you know, in his career. And then Xavier and Big E, they weren't really going anywhere. So they came up with the group idea. And, yep. and now they've been going six years. Yeah. Six years strong. Yeah. And now seven-time champs. Like, exactly. It's amazing. And I so, like it because they, you know, even though it's a WWE product, mm-hmm. I don't get the feeling that they're holding anything back. It's it's, like, it's the same thing with Corey Graves' show. It's yeah. like they're I think that they're, they're taking it serious, and especially if you saw recently the Stone Cold Broken with Skull Undertaker. session, yeah. the Undertaker. I was grinning like an idiot the whole show because Undertaker <laughs> is just being real, and you don't ever see that side. So WWE is giving they're they're taking control over the narrative now, which is the smartest thing that you. It's could about do. time. Yeah, absolutely. That's dope. So you know, while you're listening to us, you know, also check them out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, after after you after, finish, yeah, this. let's do our show you first. We're gonna do our yeah. thing. Let's maybe maybe we can get a, a merger show with the New Day one day. That would yeah. be amazing, man. That we would could be, be guests on their show. They could be guests on our show. I like it. I you like know, it. speaking of merger shows, now yeah. DB also does another podcast called TJMF. That's just my face. One of my favorite podcasts. Yes. Not just because he's on it. But because it's funny, it's mainly because I'm on it. But yeah, it's I also mean, really yeah. funny. You know, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We're we're well, two two self-proclaimed, even though I consider us experts, two right, experts right. at the weird and odd that's going on in our world today, and we discuss it. So we take a lot of weird stories and we talk about it. Now, this one is one I've been wanting to do since day one. That's right. It's the big crossover show called. Uh, smash the mat with my face. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. We're gonna call that one. <laughs> oh, smash the mat because that's just my face. You know. Right, look, yeah. I like the first. I one. like the first. Yeah, one. Smash, the, smash the mat with my face. Yes. <laughs> like I think that might work. I don't know if Mendo will. We'll, we'll, we'll ask Mendo yeah, so. about that. But it's gonna be a big crossover show where we're gonna talk about the weird and odd that happens in wrestling, yes, which indeed. is all of wrestling. If you really want to be honest, absolutely. But we're gonna have that's gonna be a crazy show because it's gonna be us three. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's gonna be Minda. It's gonna be your third mic, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're gonna have one of the one of the blow wrestling ladies, the yeah. beautiful ladies of oil wrestling. One of them will be with us. Yes, it's gonna be an epic show. Blow, the blow wrestling's gonna be here. Yep, blow wrestling's gonna be here. I'll be here early. What time is set up? Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever y'all y'all need some water or something. I, I got y'all. And another future episode we're gonna have is gonna be. We're going to have the Hunter Taker joining us, yes. James Hunter, and we're going to do a whole recap of WrestleCade weekend. Yeah, I can't. There was so much yeah, going on exactly. during that weekend. We was I, I was even there. You today. didn't see me. Yeah, yeah we were talking about it there. today, but I was like, <laughs> we definitely have to have James Hunter with us because he's like the official. Yeah. He's the senior referee over at AML, and like he's he refs so many of the amazing matches. And I feel like we would be doing a disservice to it if we talked about this without him. So, you know, we're going to get into that as well. I just want to say that Russell Cade was fire, though. It was amazing. The turnout, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It it was crowded in the building. And you remember I went out to get some snacks. Of yeah. course, that's what I did. Yeah. I went out to get some snacks. And the line was still wrapped all the way down the that's end right. of the building down the hallway. So people were coming in all day long. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to everybody. Hopefully – you were one of the people that we gave a magnet to. 
You Shout know, out to we, Melina and Victoria. Oh, yeah. oh, we got the. Man. I mean, I joke about this Lisa a lot. Lisa Marie Varon. Yeah, Varon. Varon. Yeah, we we they're they're legit nice people. Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of, uh, I guess celebrities, whether it be wrestlers or not. They, you know, they they have attitudes. They act like they don't want to be bothered. But these two women were genuinely nice. We had good conversation the whole day. Yep. Um. They didn't, you know. We were our table was right next to yeah, theirs. Yeah, they made us feel welcome, yes, and I, I appreciated absolutely. that. And then, so. not to mention, special thank you to Bambi. Oh, yes, shout masters out to Bambi. of Bambi ring entertainment. Of ring entertainment. You yes, have to indeed. say that probably masters. The masters uh, of, of the ring, ring entertainment. <laughs> masters of ring entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look. So we just left WWE SmackDown two days ago. Friday yes. Night SmackDown, right. baby. Friday Night SmackDown here in the Ville. And it was the first time in seven years mm-hmm. that WWE brought a TV show mm-hmm. back to favor. Now, we get we get shows every year. We yeah, get we house yeah. shows. But this time, we had the actual show. We had SmackDown. We had 205 Live. And then we had a special main event. Yeah, it, I feel like we don't need to go through the whole show nah, because nah. it was on TV. Yeah. You saw the show. Indeed. So let's just talk about some things that we like. First of all, I liked, aside from it being WWE, the turnout. Yeah. Oh, my God. The shout turnout, out to Fayetteville. Shout out to Fayetteville because and the turnout areas. was amazing. Yeah. You know, normally if, if you're familiar with the crown, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got the upper level seats. Yeah. And normally the upper level seats are blacked out, especially yeah. during house shows. There was not an nah. empty seat in the house. That was yeah. nearly a sell. It, it had to be. I will get the official word tomorrow since, you know, you don't need to know what yeah. I know. But yeah. it was about a 90 to 95% sell yeah. yeah. because there were barely any empty seats around us. It was just it was just so well done, well put together. It was a great show. Now, my fiance, uh, shout out to you, Ashley, hey. if, you're, if you're actually listening. I don't know. Said her name. She That's might, right. She might actually listen. But okay. Now, th- this was her second wrestling show ever. Okay. Because the first one, she um, she took me to the live event that was in January. I yeah, say. yep, that's right, um, right. And then now to this show, she's like, oh, this is the real deal, this is TV. So she was blown away by the way that it operated. She the got production. a little tired when 205 hit. Yeah, which, yeah. again, that, that further proves of my point is I don't think 205 should come after SmackDown. Like, I, I feel like that's a disservice to those awesome guys. Yeah. They had great matches, but everybody's so worn out after the big guys come. Exactly. Like, what's the point? Yeah. But, yeah. again. And uh, regardless of it all, it looked good. It was a great show. Um, had a lot of fun, and it was awesome that Fadeville showed up. Like I even called in Busted Open. If you again, listen oh, yeah, to Busted I, Open. I saw you tweeted something about. Yes, that. yes, and Mark Henry was on, uh, and so I talked to him. And I just, you know, I'm a little passionate. You know, I hate all wrestling fans because most people are stupid. But that, that's <laughs> another story. Uh, <laughs> no, but jokes aside, I had to say it. I was like, you know, the thing I loved was that everybody, like, there. If, if you are one of those people well, that first always. Off, what did you call in about? Oh no, I called in about this about SmackDown. I was oh, okay. like, guys, I was there at the Crown Coliseum here in Fayetteville, and it was filled to the brim. There were so many people. Mark Henry was, was like, so you're one of the w, you're one of the WWE fans that are sick of like the AEW people and stuff talking junk and i'm like yeah i am i am because they, they're saying wwe is not doing so well live events and even smackdowns if you again we we all took pictures you saw yeah. it we we yeah. were there Absolutely. so there is no question that wrestling is popular so well, i think i think a lot of it has to do too with the size of the venues that wwe tries to run mm-hmm. um Every venue can't be a WrestleMania venue. No. You're, you're not going to sell that out, no matter how good your card is. 
I think Fayetteville is a nice size arena. Yeah. It's not small by any means. No. But it's not huge. Yeah. So I think. Well, uh, it's 10,000. Yeah. It's 10,000 seats. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you got to think about because it's not a WrestleMania. Now, we will get a Raw yeah. or a SmackDown, maybe not even a Raw. But we're not going to get no, a we've got no Raw before. I mean, we've had a Raw before. Yeah, I've been we've years. had a Raw. We like it Raw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we won't necessarily get we're, we won't get a wrestle i mean yeah we aren't gonna get a wrestlemania or a royal we won't get a, one of the big four here right you know we might there's a small chance we could get like a backlash here or something yeah, like that yeah but you know but they weren't putting on that level of show anyway you know for mm-hmm. us i think mainly for the people here that live here it was more like yo like we like i said they come here every year but it's the yeah. house show house show house show house, house show house show yeah we're ready for something different exactly yeah and, you know and i'm really glad not only was it a near sellout but it was a hot crowd very like they were, very. we were very vocal and we was making noise and stuff like that and that's what i like to that's what i'm proud of because i get if the if i'm watching on tv and the crowd's not into it it's going to low-key take me yes out of it just yes a and no. maybe maybe that goes to show that WWE needs to pay more attention when it comes to that. Right. Go to the places that are underserved more and stop trying to run in in these places that they know mm-hmm. that is not going to do so well. It's like you you're you number one you're putting more work on yourself. You're putting more work on your guys to try to get over when you can go to these guaranteed hot crowds. Absolutely. And be good. And people be good that are thirsty for that. Yes. Action. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we were. We were thirsty for. Yes. Yeah. And we need and and then guess what? It will be like that every time if they do it. Yeah. That's, exactly. That's that, that's just how North Carolina is. It's North Carolina is Russell country. Right. Yeah. Like we went to we drove from Fayetteville to Charlotte mm-hmm. for Clash of Champions, which is two hours away. That was what, back in September, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And SmackDown is coming to Greensboro January 17th, yep. which is yep. about two hours away. We'll more than likely be there. So, you know, North Carolina mm-hmm. isn't a, I guess, one of the biggest, premier biggest states, you know, that so I guess you could say that. Which well, is I, crazy. I feel like it is, but. You think it would be. There's so many wrestlers that are from. Vince McMahon right. is from North exactly. Carolina. Exactly. He went to ECU in Greenville. Yeah. And then just the lineage of things, like, we've had Starcades. Yeah, exactly. We've had, like, so many different events. Like, this is a big, big big-time arena, like a big big place. I think we need a WrestleMania here. Maybe uh, in in, um, the Panther Stadium. Yeah, that would be the place. You take it to Charlotte. Yeah, Yeah. I think maybe. Yeah, Panther Stadium could do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so guess let's, let's go yeah. ahead. And, you know, we need if we're not if we're doing a show, we can come up with a new hashtag. Hashtag WrestleMania North Carolina. That's hey, right. Let's do it. Yeah, hashtag WrestleMania let's North Carolina it. and get us on there. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly, uh, but regardless, uh, what are your cons from this show? My what, cons? Yeah, yeah. What did you think? What didn't you like? What didn't I like? Hmm. Well, first let me tell you what I did like. Okay. No, no, no. Let's start with Yeah, let's start with let's, let's start, start with the bad and then like. we'll go to the good because I let's have a lot SmackDown more Smackdown or the whole show. What just Yeah, let's go the whole show Smackdown 205 and and the main event. Okay. One of my cons and now I won't put this on the wrestlers, but the crowd was dead for the first match of 205 live. Yeah. Raul Man Raul Mendoza versus Angel Garza. Angel, yes. Yes. Garza. Like, they were dead for that match. Yeah. And that was a good match. It was a very good match. You know what I'm saying? So, that was one of the cons. Another yeah. one was, I, well, I knew it was sort of kind of tribute to the troops. So, I guess I'll let the Lacey Evans, Sasha Banks thing slide. 
Mm. You know? Wow. Is it just me or was that kind of filmed awkwardly? It just, it felt like, it felt like it was thrust into there because they wanted to put over the fact that Lacey Evans is a Marine. Right. Which I get. And, you know, I don't, I know she's from South Carolina. I don't know if she was stationed in North Carolina. I'm not sure if she was or not because Camp Lejeune is like right down the, mm-hmm. right, right down right. the way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if she was, if she, if she was a Marine, she went through Lejeune. Yeah, that just, it had had to be. She had know, to be. And that that segment was okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to figure out what I didn't like. What about you, Mr. Magnificent? I honestly, there wasn't really much about the show that I didn't like. I mean, I thought it was a good, solid show from start to finish. The, like you said, we talked about before, the crowd was into it. Um, I to to agree with DB. I think 205 Live doesn't need to be after SmackDown. You know, I was a little little tired after you know smackdown but yeah you're exhausted yeah so other than that i mean i thought it was a solid show hmm. now with me uh i i had a few the only issues i really had i felt like we didn't get that many people i felt yeah. like we were okay. we were less i'm on, glad you said that yeah we we didn't because get that many where people. was braun Strowman at he's north exactly. carolina all day and he's on smackdown yes we got Shinsuke. no hard Shinsuke. where's uh, sammy this is where sammy um who else were we missing cesaro yep. Uh, like we we I felt like we kind of got the short end of the stick. We didn't see Bailey either. We didn't see well. We did see. We did Bailey. see Bailey. Yeah, yeah, we did. She yeah, popped did. up yeah, on stage. She, she popped up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, you can't have everybody every week, and maybe they consider this a smaller place. Um, but another thing too that made me mad is we didn't get the opening pyro. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, and then I was waiting for that. I was. I was. I mean, we did get pyro for like Roman yeah, and the Roman. Miz, yeah. and but that's it. It's like, it was kind of weak. It's like you. That helps get the energy. You don't start off with Miz TV. I mean, exactly. granted, it was good. I like Miz's entrance. It reminds me of like Christian back in the day. You know, yeah, when yeah, he used yeah. to come out yeah. that way. Yeah. And you know, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because what the Miz TV kind of led into the main event. But I don't think the main event was not actually televised. It wasn't no, no, televised. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it was. So it was the, just the, a segment. Yeah, the okay. dark, the dark main event was the Miz versus Bray Wyatt. No, no, the dark well, main no, event. Well, no, actually, it was actually it was Daniel Bryan. Oh, that's why you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. No, not not to mention <laughs> that's why Daniel Bryan huge, wasn't there, he and wasn't that there. made me mad. DB, we. He yes. doesn't stand for his name. Yes. He's a huge da- Daniel it's, Bryan it's, fan. I just literally go by DB because it's Daniel Bryan. That's the only reason I go by that name. Not because my mom gave it to me or anything. Um, <laughs> but I, I just felt like we, it felt like a small show. Right. Even though yeah. it was a good show. It, it was a big show. star power. Yes, it lacked the star power. Yeah. Um, also, the matches were a little long. And... They had too many twists, which is an overall problem that I think I have with this era that we live in. Like Dolph Ziggler, his finisher is nothing because Roman kicked out of it. I don't he even just know. made it a waste. I don't even know what his finisher it's is. It's the anymore. zigzag. I mean, like I know it used to be the zigzag. But no, it wasn't the zigzag. It was the super kick. Dolph basically killed Roman this whole <laughs> he did. match. He, he did. murdered <laughs> he Roman. Did. Let me tell you, Dolph, if you're listening, you are an impressive being and you are a great wrestler. You murdered Roman Reigns and he still won because. Roman Reigns, okay? <laughs> Roman Reigns. That was, I, I, it was a good match, but good Lord, I was exhausted that, by that, that one. That match was fire.
fire. It was a good match. <laughs> but was I, a really, yeah. really but that's match. a problem that I keep having. That's the same thing like AEW and all the Canadian destroyers every Oh, my God. It's like you after a while, you're making these moves they're, meaningless yeah, because everybody kicks out of everything. I'm like, the only time someone should kick out is during WrestleMania, and it should be during the main event match. Right. And that's it. Or if it's Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, who are Undertaker and freaking Shawn Michaels. Like I, I go back to what Scott Hall says. He would never, he would never do his finisher in the match unless it was. His, he's like, I'm not doing my finish unless it's the finish, right. which is that's yeah. real. It's like yeah. you're, you're, you're. I'm de- just gonna use my signatures. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You degrade all these moves. It's like now what we don't know. It's so. Where do you see like, like, for example, Bray Bray Wyatt, the yeah. Fiend? Yes. How do, who who do you see beating him? Because up until this point, I was like with Brock Lesnar, like. Man, who's going to be Brock Lesnar? Who's going to be Brock Lesnar? But now Brock Lesnar looks a little bit more beatable compared to The Fiend. Yes. I like what they're doing with The Fiend. We've needed a legit character like this who is constantly featured but is also strong. You do need an unstoppable force. And with SmackDown, they needed that big-time character. The only thing is WWE's been crap at building faces. I like what they're doing with Daniel Bryan. I'm loving this mystery because we don't know where he is. Right. Um, And I do. And I even liked what they did with The Miz because another thing, I'll base it on a person that doesn't know wrestling. That's why I was happy to have my fiance there because she doesn't know. So she's just reacting based on that. And she was like, oh, I hope hope The Miz beats his ass because his family, he's getting his family involved. And I love that. That's what you do. That's how you pre- present it properly. Like even during the dark match main event, she's like, "Oh, I hope, I hope she beats this creepy ass dude so much." Um, and did, did she question about the red light? Huh? No, mm. not at all. Not at all. She didn't question it one one bit. But she, because it fits him. Yeah, wrestling us us people. You know, you know people that are watch wrestling all the time or whatever. They'll question it, but if. I don't think anybody had a problem with it. In fact, the kids love the fiend so much, and it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> how much yeah, the kids yeah. love him. It's a little creepy. Yeah. Like, like the character's over. So yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody else that online wrestling fans, you're stupid. It doesn't matter what you think <laughs> because guess what? The character's over. He's. I love it. I think it's the best thing on TV. I don't see any problem with what they were doing. Um, I did think that finisher for Hell in a Cell was kind of screwy, but that's because you can tell they didn't know how to end that match. Yeah. Yeah. And then it still led to Seth losing, which I thought was pointless after yeah, Seth beat Brock Lesnar twice right. to get <laughs> twice in one year yeah. to get that belt back and then loses it. So, but what they've done on SmackDown with the Fiend as champion has been perfect. And then you can lead up to WrestleMania where he's obviously going to face Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. But what do you, what do you or do? John Cena. <laughs> I really am still thinking you, of Cena. What, but do, what do you do with, with, with Bray Wyatt at this point? They're like, nobody can beat him. That's you, why you, you put him up. 16 curbs but, on Cena But match. that's why you put him up against John Cena or somebody like Roman Reigns. But in theory, can John Cena and or Roman Reigns really beat him? Yes. Because they're John Cena and Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Those are the know. only two logical Your question people. is actually your answer. Yeah, your question <laughs> is your answer because it's John Cena, Ken. Come on now. I'm not a Cena fan. Or Mr. Magnificent. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, and like talking about um, non-wrestling fans, so DJ Official went with us to the show. Now, DJ Official said he doesn't watch wrestling. At, he ain't watched it since he was a kid. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he had his son with him. He's like, you know what? I got these tickets. I'm going to go ahead and go. So so his son, my godson, is five years old. And, like, I would look. He was on the road behind us, so I would look back 
occasionally at Drayton to see how what he was doing. And every time I look back, he had like this surprise look with his mouth open, like, <gasps> and that's what it's about. That is what yeah. it's it about is. at the end of the day, and seeing these kids right. so hyped and into it. These these are wrestling especially is live action comic books. That's yeah. this is you seeing it come to life, these big uh characters and stuff. And that's what hooked me when I was a kid at, at his yeah. age. And so that's good to see that and and that's one thing why WWE is on top and they will always be on top. Because at the end of the day, that's who they're trying to impress. Yeah. And now now because of that you just now, now officials are fans. See, boom. So he's got so somewhere he's, he could take it, his son to. Right, and exactly. He, he was, he was like, he was like, man, this was so dope. I got to experience this with my son. We both became fans at the same time. If you guys go to the show in Greensboro, we're coming too. And just like that, one show, and it didn't even like. And I'm pretty sure if I just watched it on TV and wasn't there, it probably would have been a so-so show. Yeah, we're like, eh, you know, whatever. But being there made it way better than it's, it probably it, was, and it's okay because now you just you just made yourself some new fans. You just got yourself some new customers, or however you want to look at it. Right, and that's right? the thing about wrestling shows in general. You have to be at a wrestling show to truly understand why it is what it is. Like it no, it doesn't matter. It's just the atmosphere. You're you're there, and you just feel it. You you hear the people like, and you, we've seen we we saw how hyped some of these crowd people oh, crowd members were. See my video. Yes, uh, oh, <laughs> entertaining. Me. Like Ooh. people just get into it so much, and then good lord, if you could hear the actual reactions, like Alexa Bliss, huge. She's huge as a face. Roman Reigns and e and even Lacey Evans, she is huge. Um, mm -hmm. Just. It, it, just something about it. It's completely different. Yeah. I mean, you reminded me though. I did, I I don't really like broadcasting stuff like that. You know, I don't like being like I'm doing this just to talk about it. But I I, I made a post yesterday asking, hey, is there anybody that uh, who's going to SmackDown? Yeah, I did that on purpose because I had an extra pair of tickets. Right. So I was just kind of looking through, and one guy, I'm not really going to put his name out there and stuff. He liked it, like, sad face, and I messaged him. I'm like, hey, man, so what's going on? Why can't you go? He's like, yeah, I'm, money's not w very well. I wanted to take me and my boy. So I gave him a pair of tickets so he could come to the show. Right. So, you know, it's not for, I don't do this, I, I didn't do that for publicity or anything because a lot of people know what kind of job that I have. Right. Where I do get right. a lot of tickets come through. I'm able to, but. At the end of the day, it I I could imagine his boy being so happy. Like they were both wearing the man shirts, Becky Lynch. Oh, they wow. came and decked out. They were happy. Yeah. I made sure I get to the door to give him the tickets, and he thanked me so much for being able to do that. And that's what it's about. It it's is. Where you got a new wrestling fan. You got his dad who gets to spend time with his kid, and that's yep. that's what it's about. That whole experience, just like you Absolutely. were talking about. With I got the opportunity to take my girlfriend's son. Yeah. And this was his first time ever yeah. at any yeah. WWE event whether it be house show or televised oh, wow. yeah and he is a huge wwe fan i mean oh. he records it every you know every week he watches it religiously uh even getting up in the morning when it, getting ready for school he's watching it in the mornings and this kid you talking about excited yeah this <laughs> kid oh i didn't think we were going to make it to the arena i mean his head was i thought it was going to just explode yeah. with happiness <laughs> right. i've never and and just to watch him yeah. Watch. Yeah, it's like the that's watch the, the person watch, and yeah. that's almost just as much as inter entertaining. Exactly. It just that's what it's about, and, and I think, my heart good. And I think that I think a lot of times, even us as wrestling fans, we forget that. 
Yeah. Like a bit. We're forget, so used to it. We're so used to you it. The basic thing. That goes back to uh, a, a situation that happened at WrestleCade. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you, like we mentioned earlier, we were mm-hmm. sitting next to Melina. I know exactly there, what you're about to say. Yeah, there was a young lady that came up to m- to meet Melina, and she was in tears. And she tears. was she was crying. She was so excited and so happy to meet her. Yeah. She was like, "You're my hero! Oh my gosh! Yeah, I and, love you so and much." I, we we not to get into too much of the conversation, yeah. but yeah. we spoke with her, yeah. Melina, you know, about that later, yeah. and she was like, "Yeah, that's that's part of the reason why I do this." And and you hear that a lot, but you, it's almost like. You, you you can't fully comprehend that. Yeah. You cannot fully grasp that unless you're either in it or you can witness it. Yeah. Almost, which is cool. And again, fun show. Fun show. So let's talk about good things. Uh, also good things. Like okay. What, what, what did we like the most? I like the Ziggler-Roman match the most. Okay. Yeah. Like that that match, that and the, the Fatal 4-Way Elimination Tag match. Yeah. That match was surprisingly very good. Yeah. You know, and but that that Ziggler that main event match usually, usually the main event matches aren't the best matches on the card. But that one right there, man, like Ziggler showed his whole, he showed his whole, he stole the show. Yeah, he stole the show. He Roman told, did his thing. He told thing. you he would. He, he told did, you yeah. he would too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He did. You're gonna hear that later on. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> But that was that was really good. I also enjoyed the Leo Rush match. Okay. Leo, I was surprised by that match. Like Leo Rush and uh, Danny Burch. Yeah, yeah, like it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it was good. I actually thought it would be a little bit better. I just I felt like there was a couple too many rest holds. Yeah. But outside of that, I still enjoyed the match. I like the movie did he where he oh he off the, off the, ropes, the, the, the bottom the, rope the bottom rope stunner yeah, yeah that was yeah that that's was one of his good signature yeah. ones it's I thought legit. about trying that but my my big behind yeah. would tear down the whole ring and, uh, what did, what did you like <laughs> Mr Magnificent oh man me I'm you know I'm a production guy okay so just from the a production standpoint how everything was running so smooth you know the I was looking at the lights and the camera and the pyro and then the wrestlers interests I loved it all. Mm-hmm. What okay. about you? All right, so I'll break it down. I like the continuation with uh, the Miz and the main event story, which right. is with the Miz, Daniel Bryan, and the Fiend. I thought that was some good reactions there. Um, you even saw a weird thing, which I wanted to touch on a little bit, is that we finally saw Bray Wyatt yeah. return and yeah. beat somebody up, and he was just chilling. Yeah, which exactly. He, which we've not seen that because yeah, usually it's the Fiend. Handling business, so I'm really intrigued to see what happens oh, with that. Oh, so yeah. maybe that's how he loses. Exactly, uh, you're thinking, uh, Mister Beck. See, hanging out with me <laughs> is rubbing off on this guy. His brain is expanding, and he's thinking outside good, the box. Good point. Now there's, and they haven't, they they haven't announced it was for the title either. They just yeah. said they're having a match at TLC. Yeah, the Miz might win this. He most likely could and would win this because yeah. he beat Bray Wyatt. But he didn't beat the fiend, and we still don't know where Daniel Bryan is. Yep, I thought that's, that's a good way to give main event focus to your storyline, like because the fiend is your biggest, your biggest act, right? Yeah, now. yeah, absolutely. So whatever yeah, you do question. is the most interesting thing. So I think that was a good job. I think that is why they actually put the belt on him, which I can agree with because in old school wrestling, you gave your biggest talent the belt because they were the reason for people to watch, and it right. gives more importance right. for the belt itself. Now, um, I thought I liked, I loved the Roman match. I did love the Roman Ziggler match. It was very, really good. Minus my issues with the wrestling, they did a good job with follow through of making, ending the, the 
ending it by having the heels destroy Roman. Right, right. I don't think he should have won. That was a good end. A part of me thinks he should have won the match if they were going to do that same thing. Yeah. They could have just... Um, Dolphin, the Dolphin could have just started beating him up, and then yep. uh, Corbin should have broke it up, and Roman could have won by disqualification, called it a day, because now you make Dolph look weak, and then sour yeah, grapes by exactly. just beating him up. But Roman Reigns, um, I also thought the tag match was awesome, really good results. Um, I, I, you know, a sleeper hit was Carmella versus Tamina. That oh, was an yeah. amazing oh, match. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm yeah just kidding. the, the I'm first just kidding. match of the night. I'm just, I'm, that, that I'm was, kidding. I'm that just, was just a doozy. disregard like, that. I, but <laughs> Alexa Bliss like, versus yeah. Mandy Rose, I thought was actually pretty good match and a good showing for Alexa as her ran return. Let me tell you what happened when Alexa, when I realized it was yeah. Alexa Bliss versus yeah. Mandy Rose, I went to the concession stand. Oh, <laughs> I was like, nah. It it actually wasn't a bad match. I, I'll have to say it was not a I'm bad just, match. I thought. I'm, look, I'm pretty. I know that they are yeah. great people. Yeah. I know. I'm pretty sure Mandy Rose. Eh, she's she's a good person. I I know Alexa Bliss is probably a great person. I just don't care for their wrestling. Yeah, understand. And and, and it's and I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. You know. I, I can understand. But, but I will say that the food that I got. Let me tell you, Uptown's uh, chicken and waffles. This show, this <laughs> this episode has been brought to you in part by Uptown Chicken and Waffles. Oh my gosh. If you want good food, get a go uptown. Go to uptown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. So sponsor tell you. us, damn it! Sponsor <laughs> us. Give us free food. Give us That's money. Right. <laughs> and free food, please. So I'm gonna tell, tell you something that that yeah. nobody saw on TV that I thoroughly enjoyed, and it was during one of the commercial breaks, and it was um, Jimmy Fallon. Oh and yeah. John oh yeah. Cena doing the fish slap yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was hilarious. Yeah, bro. look it up online. Go to. Tonight Show Yo, YouTube page. I don't even know if they saw that. No, I know has they that didn't aired? see that. No, oh, yeah. I don't think. It I mean, did. has that episode of the Tonight Show aired? Yeah, yeah that's, that's okay. aired. But like that, that whole segment was yeah. pure comedy. But let me tell you, I like. I I can agree with you. The production wise, the look looked amazing. It it looks like a real deal. And we for, I know we forgot for a second we were at the Crown Coliseum. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Because let me tell you, it w, WWE did not play around when it came oh. to that show. Thirteen trucks. So thirteen it, production. Trust. Yeah, yeah. It was that had been there since what, like Wednesday, I think. And then yeah. I ha- I got an inside scoop from the guy who does like the uh, networking there. He said WWE paid thirteen hundred dollars to install Wi-Fi into that arena for that show. Yes, wow, thirteen hundred dollars. Just right. another pop. They're like, oh yeah, we need the Wi-Fi. Boom, yeah. pay it. It just, just yeah. to get it installed. Oh yeah, we got our wall. Because we got there's, our own te- Wi-Fi there's terrible signal in the crown. It is trash. It is. It's a trash signal. Trash. But they installed <laughs> Wi-Fi for it to work. Uh, so it just mind yeah, we blowing. got a Wi-Fi budget. We'll so WWE is still <laughs> no question. WWE is undisputed when it comes to putting on a show. Yeah. And I thought it was well done. And thank you so much for coming through. Well, come back. Yeah, please come. Please come back. So, another TV show. Yes, another, another TV, TV show. show. So, speaking of WWE, Whew. it's like Black Sunday. Black Sunday, the Because the purge. four talents have been released. Yes. Now, I guess you can't call it Black Sunday because they asked for their release. Some of yes. them did. Sin Cara, yes. Luke Harper, yeah. and The Ascension, Victor and Connor, have all been granted releases. The, so, the, so, uh, the Ascension one, that kind of threw that, me yeah, off. That caught me off guard. That caught me off guard. I know I mean, Luke Harper's been asking for his for a while. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I'm glad 
I'm happy for all of them. Yeah. Especially the Ascension because I felt like they've been dealt a raw deal yeah. since they came to the main roster. And they were top-notch pimps when they were on NXT. Yeah. 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 And then they get to the they get to the main roster and everything goes downhill. So yeah. you're trying to tell me that just because they have face paint, people think people associate them with the with the Road Warriors? Like seriously, then yeah. these guys can go. So And they had a pretty strong push to start yeah. with. They did until they ran into some legends and then from there it just went down. I can I can only remember them winning like a handful of matches in like the four or five years they've been on the main roster. Yeah. If that. You know, so so congratulations to uh, especially Luke Harper because he's wanted his release for a minute. Yeah. And, you know, Sin Cara, I'm pretty sure he's going back to Mexico, AAA, maybe uh, CMLL. Yeah. You know, so. I'll give it another week before we see uh, uh, Luke Harper on AEW. That, that's, that's pretty much yeah. what everybody's saying anyway. At least those three guys might be going to AEW. So, I mean, AEW definitely, they're in dire need of big guys. They don't really have, outside of, uh, Luchasaurus is what? I think Luchasaurus and Jake Hager are about the same size. They're about six, seven, I think. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, so, and Wardlow, he's pretty tall. But outside of that, it's just them, you know? So, speaking of released and stuff like that, ACH has, well, I, I want to say officially, but I don't know for sure. First, he signed with MLW Major League Wrestling on, like, Thursday or Friday, mm-hmm. and then two days later, or maybe it was Saturday, but today, or was it yesterday, he just announced that he was quitting wrestling. He said he's tired of people. Matter of fact, I can read the tweet verbatim. Yeah, pull, pull it up. Let's yeah, see what it says. We don't want to misquote him. <laughs> <laughs> the last I, thing I, we want to do hmm. is misquote him. I, it's so a tough situation. He says, so he says, and I quote, <laughs> I hate pro wrestling. I hate you shitty fans that think you know it all. More importantly, I hate the snakes in this industry. None of y'all would never say anything about me to me. All of y'all can go screw yourselves. I'm canceling my shows and I'm quitting pro wrestling. Chasing my dream was great, but you self-entitled pricks ruined everything. I'm out. And that was yesterday. Because today is the 8th. So yeah, yesterday morning. That's what he said. So... ACH recently was granted his release from WWE because he claimed he made a claim about um, them being racist towards him with um, a shirt. Now, I saw the shirt. I I saw all that stuff. That shirt did look suspect as hell. It looked bad. It did look bad. But but he posted receipts, though. He posted receipts. Like, like apparently, they had it. The shirt was a different color. Yes. And it was like white or it was gray. And then, you know, they switched it to black around I don't I don't know the timeline. And when he saw it, he flipped. I just I also think to play devil's advocate, you know WWE releases every shirt in multiple colors. True. Don't be that guy. I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry. I can understand you shouldn't agree I want, to that. I want to agree and disagree yeah. because there's a certain Kofi shirt. That yeah. I was gonna buy. Yeah. That was in like a royal blue. Yeah. And it's called. I think it says like against all odds with Kofi's yeah. face. And I've. Ne- I mean, this is just one shirt. Well, actually, okay. I, there's a couple shirts I haven't yeah. seen in different colors. Mm-hmm. Like I have a Ricochet shirt. I have a red Ricochet yeah. shirt. I've never seen that design in any other color. Yeah. That one Kofi shirt I'm talking about. There's a couple shirts 
But I know at that's the, not the issue. At the, but at the time when they released it, they released just a ton of NXT shirts at the same time, if you remember. And all they did was have a basic logo. Uh, and right. first of all, that was a stupid character anyway for them to be smiling and everything like that. It's all like, come on, bro. Smiling, you, smiley Jordan Miles. Yeah, yeah, and first of all... Okay, I'm just gonna be the one to say it. He wasn't that great. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. What? I'm sorry. I, I've never been impressed by him. Even, oh my even gosh. In he, R- was do, he was doing work. Bro. Even, that, he's even, super nice. Even in ROH, I was never impressed by him. Really? Like, like this goes way back, guys. Now, before, like, I, I just gotta be. I, I have Go to ahead. be honest. Talk, I have to be honest. Speak your truth, okay. man. Speak your truth. When I've seen ACH before. I saw him in ROH. I thought he was okay. It was the same issue I had with Ricochet. You remember what I used to tell you about Ricochet? How I never yeah. cared for him. Just uh, you don't like guys that do a lot of flips. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I just that's don't. What, that's what it is. Or or well, what, what what people like to call like spot fest guys. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. Un- I I just don't understand how you can come back after that. It's like they'll do all this stuff and then pop right back up, and it's like, all right, what was the point of you even doing that? Wrestling to me is a story that you tell, of course, and you have to do it properly. Um, so I did like his his. I, I did like the whole tournament. Like, and that, that's another thing, too. They put him through that whole tournament, oh, built him up. That, uh, he faced Adam Cole in an amazing I, match. And I again, like he I was, was about impressed. To, he would have. That's why I say he was about to blow up. He was about to blow that's up. Why I feel like, that's why I feel like. I, I felt like what he was saying was legit because he was on a he was on a good path. He was on a good path. You he had won me, the breakout tournament. But you you had me until you start dragging other black wrestlers into your mess. That's when he lost me. Then I was like, okay, I understand. He used that. He used that as a way to flip out and and then now with all these posts that he's making, he does not seem like he's with it. I don't want to assume. I don't know the guy. I don't know him personally. But this is not a good look for you. Okay. You know, here here here's well, the issue I have with it. Yeah. And this is just me speaking from an indie wrestler mm-hmm. standpoint. You have so many people on the indies that want those positions that are trying to get into those spots. And then you have people that are there and they're like, Oh, well yeah, I signed the contract, but I'm going to quit. I want my release because I'm not being used. Who cares? Get that WWE check and you will be used in the future. Not everybody is going to be in a premier storyline every single week on a raw or SmackDown. It's just not going to happen. The roster is too big. You know, know your position, wait your turn and do like you're told. That's what we fight for on the indies is to get to where they're at. And then when they get there, they're like, eh, they're just ready to throw it all away. It's crazy. I dig. I understand that. I understand that. I just want to go back to what he was talking about, uh, Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. So so um, he went in depth. He went in detail. Shout out to CagesideSeats.com. So I found this um, I found this article on in the Nation of African Amer- American Wrestling Group. So they, uh, somebody from there shared it. So I'm going to read what he said about that. Well, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay. He said, let me see, let me see. But most of what he addressed, I just had it and I just lost it. Okay. So he, um, let me see, who, who was he talking to? Uh, before, before I read this, because I, I see this. I don't know who he was talking to. So, all right. He says, I asked to leave both promotions. Hated working for a grown man who didn't have the balls to even look me in the eye and tell me the truth. He was talking about Hunter Johnston. Even leaked a private meeting we had to the dirt sheets. 
He said, Lethal slapped him in a hotel room because he didn't like me using the N-word, which he uses as well. He tried to pull my bitch cars in front of the locker room, but I defended myself. I hit him back and took him down, and I was told I had to apologize for it because it would be in my best interest. Jimmy Jacobs, a person who I respect, was the person I felt I had I had to was the reason I felt I had to. When I went to Lethal, he never apologized to me for putting his hands on me. All he did was tell me how he's felt with, how he's dealt with racism, et cetera, et cetera. But not once did he ever say, my bad for hitting you. So till this day, I'll say it loud and clear. I don't like him. I never will. Stop asking me to apologize for what I've said because I won't ever. Ring of Honor locker room was the worst time in my career for me. I'm over it. I don't care to talk about it, and I'll do whatever in my power to make sure I'm never, ever belittled, embarrassed, or bullied again. No, I'm not crazy. I don't need no, I don't need to chat with a doctor. I'm completely happy. I have a crush on Caleb Braxton. I'm far from finding good. I'm super. Where I'm from, that word, the N-word, isn't to belittle anyone. That's my culture and, and how we communicate. If he would have pulled me to the side and spoke to me like an adult rather than trying to belittle me in front of others, I would have listened Going into Ring of Honor, I was excited to be around Lethal just because he was another African-American who I thought was someone I could look up to. But after he hit me and I saw how he acted towards others, I lost all respect for him. Then when he then when asked about the comments, I saw how he acted towards others. When they asked him to um, elaborate, he replied, ask the female talent. So, whoa. Now... I, I read all that because I know a lot of people are like I, I even posted I posted what he you know what he's done in the groups and stuff. I haven't said anything negative about him because I feel like you know there's two sides of every story. Has he damaged his own story with the way he's been acting? Yes, yes he has. Like the, he, uh, he was doing a Q and A last night, mm -hmm. and I guess it went horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Somebody wrote him a, a message in Spanish. in Spanish, yeah, and and I believe. The translation, what I saw, thanks to African Nation African American Wrestling again, because they translated it, was like, I was a supporter of yours, but it turns out you're an irresponsible crybaby, something to that effect. And he replied, well, bitty, bitty, bum, bum to you too. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, but wrong. Yeah, I don't support yeah, it. <laughs> wow. And maybe, maybe somebody translated it for him and he saw it and didn't like it. Like, like, how do you go, like, talking about racism? <laughs> that, was, that wasn't yeah. the problem. He'll never be embarrassed or belittled again, but he also yeah. will never wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> That's only a few. Now, I won't say that because they was going to take him to MLW, and he's, he, he had plenty dates. So, uh, I don't know. But And then Shad Gaspard from, um, from uh, Crime Time wrote to him, and it was like, pretty much he summed it up by saying, yo, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to sum it up. You saw he ripped tweets. him to shreds. That's a, if, if you haven't seen it, look it up. He ripped him to shreds. Just basically I talked to, about I need to hear this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Okay, here it is. Shad decided to respond to ACH. So he says, he said, Shad Gaspard, I'm quoting here. You know, you're going to have to, I guess, you know what? I guess I'm going to have to click uh, explicit on this episode because I'm reading this stuff verbatim and they are all cussing. He says, Shag Gaspard uh, responded to ACH. He says, on that note, shut the fuck up. If all you can do is bad mouth and talk down and, and talk down people in the business after people have gone out of their way to understand and help you, then fuck off. 
talent gets you so far in life, but it's obvious your character is one of an ex- an, a- an attention-seeking ass who wants sympathy while burning others. Grow up and understand the world doesn't revolve around you. This business as well as life doesn't cater to one individual. So either suck it up and do something or shut the fuck up because it's bipolar crying shit is getting old. Wow. So, and so this whole situation is crazy. I'm going to just say this though. If he, if he does have mental health issues, if he does, then I feel like he should take time off of social media, yes. especially Twitter, and you know, and go seek some help. And and one thing, like I'm about to go completely away from wrestling, but men in general, especially black men, are like for some reason we can't talk about our mental issues. Yeah, our mental issues. You know, say our mental health issues. You know, because you know you're a man, so guys are like, you know, be a man. You know what I'm saying? And understandable like yeah i get it but it does it's not that easy for everybody you know and i and i'm not just talking about black men i'm just talking about men in general mm-hmm. you know exactly. what i'm saying like as a man you're expect especially if you especially if you look like an alpha male you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like just because you can bench three four hundred pounds doesn't mean that you can't that you that you don't suffer from mental health issues and stuff yeah like that. it, it, that's the thing too more people need to recognize when they have issues they need uh I think it, it, I think it's also we're in an emotional generation of people that that, that do not know how to properly handle right. their emotions. Right. So maybe like like that's the thing too. I don't. I'm I'm not in WWE. I've never been in WWE. But I can. I think at the same time that they have proper channels to go through with a lot of things. He did show the emails. He did show what what happened, and it seemed like there was a middle person, which which they've shown a lot of times. It's they're never talking directly to the bosses. Right. It's always somebody else that's yeah. in the middle that just goes ahead and makes the decision, thinking that that's what what you call it once, and instead of the talent going directly to that person, um, which I think that would have solved it a lot, which. Triple H, every sense of the word, sounds like it's way easy for people to yeah, talk yeah. to him. Yeah, like, and 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 that's another thing too. A lot of the black wrestlers are getting mad. They're like, "Don't talk for us because yeah, yeah, we exactly. don't have that issue. You're the right. one that has the issue." Yeah, right. So that's what I'm saying is, he did not handle his problems properly. He yeah. did not handle it. And that, I think there's, fair. I think there's that's a fair. deep, I think there's deep rooted issues that he needs to get figured out. Right. And at, at the end of the day, that's it. That's all. Yeah. Um. I feel bad for him. I just hope for the best. Yeah, so. I hope he didn't really retire. I hope he just like take a week. I don't take know. a week or a month. Come back in 2020 and get back to doing what you do. Yeah. Some of us are fans. Not all of us, obviously. Again, <laughs> but it's okay. you just gotta impress me. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I, no, I, look. Again, I can. I, I, I rip a lot of people no, to no, shreds. No, no, look. This like is don't what I don't said. even get me started on like like I almost got into some with somebody about Will Ospreay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look. It's, I'm sorry. I, I'm I, I'm a different type of fan, so I'm cool. not going and, to. And it's cool. And I can already yeah. tell that when we do our end of the year awards, yeah. we're going to have a few disagreements. Yeah. But that's why everybody's going to get a chance to choose their own, you know, whatever. Speaking of which, letting you know, probably one of our last episodes of the year, we're going to do our 2019 end of the year awards. And we're going to go through certain categories like. Male wrestler of the year, female wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, match of the year, singles mm-hmm. match of the year, tag team match of the year, specialty match of the year, promo of the year, worst match of the year, which I already can tell you 
Mm-hmm. I can pretty much tell you what my worst match of the year is going to be. Is nine times out of ten, it's going to be Undertaker Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that all gate. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Unless I, I'm, I'm gonna watch a lot of wrestling in the next month, like until New Year's. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the worst match of the year for me. But I'm just saying we're going. Like actually, I'm going to ask you guys. Not right now because we're doing a show, but you know right. I need to know what other categories we need to add to this list. Yeah. So you know, I, want you and I think guys we were talking about, about doing uh, the indie side yeah, of it as well, and we're right? Thinking about doing that for indies as well. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so a lot of fun things this, coming in the near future. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So, so, I think, so oh. oh no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no. I was like, uh, I was like, then we got the interview, right? We do have, <laughs> we do have the interview, but I feel like we should talk about. Just a, we should at least say something about mm-hmm. AEW. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, the past couple, um, up until the week before, we up until the buildup of um, Survivor Series, AEW was winning in the ratings. You know what I'm saying. But NXT took back over for like two weeks. Um, this past Wednesday, they they are, they were pretty much even. Uh, AEW had 851,000. NXT had 845,000. Now, I personally believe that NXT is the best wrestling show on TV, regardless. I don't care yep. what you're talking about. If you ask me what's your favorite wrestling TV, what's the best wrestling out right now? I'm going to NXT. NXT, no questions asked. Right? I enjoy AEW a lot. I'm, I, I, have, I don't know if I've said this yet, but I could feel completely stupid for thinking that Adam Page should have been the first AEW champion. There is no way that Adam Page would have carried AEW. No, Jericho not at all. Nah. Not in the slightest. And you doubted me when I said Jericho was going to be champion. You're right. You're right. I did doubt you. And I don't know what I was thinking. Did I say Jericho? I I think you did. I, I, did, I, I did say Jericho. Because, yeah, yeah, because they were going to TV. I was like, there's no way that That's they're going to do it with a new guy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I said, they would do, I said they would do Page only if they wanted to really throw off yeah. the thing. But they weren't going to do Adam Page. He's like yeah. 20-something. He's No first world champion has ever been, like, below the age of, like, 30-something yeah. or near 40. Man. So, um, AEW, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I am trying. I record it. <laughs> I still don't get uh, the, your most entertaining segments feature Cody or Jericho. Um, the inner circle's okay. SEU's okay. But there's just a lot of things that just do not make sense. Like, I just don't understand the point. Uh, I, you know, NXT has a point. It has an aim. These are the, your stars of the future. These are the guys and girls that will be on top of the WWE over the next 10 years. There's a point. AEW, we're all elite. Why? I Why don't are like you way, all elite? I don't like the way some of the promos are written. I think yes. I made a comment in the group. Uh, Bra- Brandy Ro- uh, Rhodes, her mm-hmm. her promo, I was just, the way she was talking wasn't yeah. natural. I was like, and it's just like they're just throwing what? everything. I just don't get it. I don't get why they're all, why are, why are they the elite? Why why should we care? It's, it's just, I'm, I'm not getting it. And I, I still think they're throwing in too many WWE references. Yes, the, yes, they point. are. And, and that's the thing, too. A lot of people are like, oh, WWE is trying to throw the first shot. No, the elite has been trying to joke about WWE for years. Yes. Like, don't act like they, they're they not. They're the ones who started this. They're the, they're the only ones mentioning them. Like, Triple H made one comment, this piss ant company, and that was it. That's because <laughs> DX does that stuff. But they don't do anything. 
at this point, they just need to run their own race. Yes. You know, kind of keep WWE out of their mouth, out of, out of, out of you know, the yes. context of what they're doing and just do what they do. Yes. Which is tag team wrestling. They do it very well. Yeah. If you ask me. I will say this. This past, this past Wednesday, that, that triple threat, no, not triple threat, the six-man tag, it was a good, it was a great, good match, good match. I'm going to tell you where they lost me. <laughs> they lost me when Dustin Rhodes did a Canadian Destroyer. Yeah. Oh my when God. he did they that, I was like, oh, come tell. on, man. Everybody does a Destroyer. I'm like, so sick. No, I'm they, so they done turned, they done turned, AEW has turned Destroyers into clotheslines. No, same like, thing. That's how no. often you see Same it. thing with jumping out of the ring. Everybody jumps out of the damn ring. Well, I blame, you got to blame WWE for that. Huh? Next week, the referee no, is going to jump WWE out of the ring and do a Canadian Destroyer. I don't blame WWE for that either. I think that's the problem with the era, but I feel like AEW yeah, does it extreme like i just don't know i don't know and i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying so do you feel aew has enough pure wrestling to i guess sustain on their own <laughs> no. yeah, i mean <laughs> that's why they're doing 50 million canadian destroyers and jumping out the ring through the question you just started shaking his head no that's why they do what they do that's why there are so many but, Canadian destroyers and backflips. But it's sad. It's sad. It's just sad. It, I, I'm. I just wonder where was these impressive guys that I, were in different companies. I'm, but that that goes to show you some people don't need to be in charge. I'll, yeah, I'm gonna tell you a few things that I like and dislike. I'm gonna tell you what the things I dislike first. Mm -hmm. So, um, they they in, they introduce people without introducing people. Yes. Like like last week when they did the whole butcher blade and the bunny yeah. thing, I was like. When 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 Cody was cutting that and they came out the ring, it didn't. So I was like, "Who the hell is this? Who the hell is that?" Then I was like, "Who the hell is this?" And then oh, you just okay, got Excalibur because like, oh, okay. Excalibur is the only one that explains it. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, "Oh, that's of course it's, it's a blade of the butcher." And, I'm like, and, and Jim Ross the is sitting there like, "Who the fuck are these like, guys?" Right. Like, <laughs> it's like you're not are... you are not so, helping so now your case. This week, this week it's going to be Cody Rose and QT Marshall versus the Blade of the Butcher. Who the hell is QT Marshall? He's the guy that's been like working with him. Brain. He's like in the office. He's one of his office guys. But right. again, like we didn't know he was on the roster. So where's Sean Spears? Where's freaking booty shaking guy? Like where's the where these people that you introduced yeah. and now you just throw it in the random it's, guy that's been in the office? You, you know what's crazy? It's like people will will try to trash NXT. But I was like, well, they're. They're a WWE developmental. Okay. Okay. But, but who, yes, is but who is this? <laughs> but guess what? <laughs> who's the yeah. guy? Who's the guy? Who are some of these guys? Like. But guess what? They say they're WWE. You know what they say? You know what they say? They, say they the never hide they it. see somebody with messed up shoes. What are those? You see, <laughs> I, just, I see these wrestlers. <laughs> who is he? I, I who just, is he? I just want to say these guys. Y'all are stupid. I'm sorry. So, Y'all are stupid. Now, I, I don't want to be super negative, so I'm going to tell you what's some things that I like about AEW. All First right. off, I'm, well, this is a like and dislike. I'm a huge Kenny Omega fan. Kenny Omega. I am a huge Kenny Omega fan. But, like, Kenny Omega fan, Kenny Omega's on, like, like every other episode. Like, I want to see Kenny Omega wrestle. He needs to have a match every damn week. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to put him over, you want to introduce him to us. Like, I already know who he is. You, you don't have to introduce him to me. But if he's there, 
You know what I'm saying? But guess what? You know who he is. Not normal people wa- turning okay, in and, on but, TNT. Okay, and putting him on twice a month isn't helping. Yeah, not. It's At not. least and have that's, a- that's potentially your biggest guy. Granted, yeah. Kenny Omega, he irks me in some cases, um, but as far as it goes, he is impressive, and he is the known. He was the known person going in, mm-hmm. and I get that they didn't want one of the guys that's running the company to be. Um, to champ. be to be the champ or in a main storyline, uh, that's fine and dandy. Probably but you been. still have him at least building up yeah. into a good, you know, situation to a good spot because he could be the one to beat. Jericho. He has no story going. He's on got right nothing. Now. His he, only he, story was was with Moxley, and after after that match was over, like he he had like one one vignette pack, yeah, and mm-hmm. like that was it. And that was like two weeks ago. Even the Bucks. Uh, well, you already know how I feel about the Bucks, but even <laughs> them. Even but I, I also feel like they don't have anything going. Like they have like something with the inner circle. They're but just putting guys. They're over just putting right guys now. over. It's like, what are you doing? You're not utilizing your talents all because you're just cycling through. Your, number one, you're using you're using up all your matches already. Like you're using oh, yeah. up all your matches when you could be telling stories. Like mm-hmm. that's where the real hook is. Granted, matches are great. You can have good matches all day, but if there's no reason to have the match, nobody cares. And you're you're blowing your load. <laughs> you're blowing your load. I'm sorry. It's like you're just you're cycling through. It, it frustrates me because I I want I want AEW to be successful. Right. Because I do too. There needs to be competition. Yeah. There, there needs to be. I'm gonna. I'm like. I'm not gonna stop watching. AEW is probably yeah. my second or third. I'm still recording show. it. You know. It's, it's not even on my Have faves, you, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo, see, like, luckily for me, y'all been in my house. I got two TVs yes. in my living yeah. room, lucky so you. I can watch. Yeah, both he's got at a swag like that for no. You know. You know what I'm saying? So so. I'm contributing to both ratings wars. I really don't care about the ratings. I just bring it up just because everybody else is using it as as whatever. Well, so, well NXT beat them. Now, now AEW just came back, beat them. It's, it yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't yeah. even think there really is a ratings war. I just think that's a fancy thing yeah. that uh, AEW is well, trying they, to throw they, out to build their they, ratings. They actually counted DVR and they said, "Oh, it it popped it up even higher." The the sheer amount of people that DVR. So it's ratings are pointless now. Nielsen yeah. is kind of a old yeah. thing anyway. But. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what AEW needs to take over wrestling. More MFN Glacier. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Glacier. The That's fact it. that Glacier has only had one match in AEW is downright criminal, and for that reason, <laughs> I want the clo- I want this company to close its doors because you have. You just said that you wanted them to succeed. You know what? Until I you said reminded me. About no, you reminded me, and now I'm mad. I'm pissed off. I, Look, I'm, Billy that's Gunn. What I'm Billy Gunn just had his first match in. It, it, and then you only have, and then you have Billy freaking Gunn, who is a good friend of the show, one yes, of the yes, best that ever right. does it. King ass himself. Right. You have him, and he does not win. You know what? But you know, I, I felt like he didn't. That's strike two. That's strike two. <laughs> they got one more strike, oh and I'm done with the show. I'm telling you, <laughs> strike <laughs> one. One match for Glacier, strike two. One match for Billy Gunn. <laughs> you got one more you shot. Can't, you, you better not disrespect me. Glacier. So what would happen if they put Glacier against Billy Gunn? Uh, that that I mean honestly, you're that probably the most watched segment of all. That'll time. be the most watched segment, and Jericho should just in like, wrestling history. No, Jericho <laughs> yeah. should just slide in at the end of the match and say, "I'm facing the winner," because that is your number one contendership <laughs> match right there. 
and then Glacier should win because Glacier is is the right. He is he is all elite. Your new AEW <laughs> champion should be Glacier, Glacier, the frozen one. Yeah, the frozen one. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. So. What I'm about to do is we're about to I'm about to play you guys my interview with Dolph Ziggler. I interviewed him last Tuesday. It's Sunday, so five days ago. You know, right ahead of WWE SmackDown. So you know, we talked about we talked about his comedy career. Matter of fact, we're just gonna just gonna play the interview right now. Boxing 99, the big stick inside of Ugly Radio with the Ugly Brother Radio. G Money holding it down one time for the one time. Now, look, we have told you for months that WWE is not only coming back to the Ville, but it's going to be the first time in seven years that WWE Live TV is coming back to the Ville. It's SmackDown, tribute to the troops, December the 6th, this Friday at the Crown Coliseum. And on the line right now, we have Mr. Steal Your Girl. We have the show-off, Dolph Ziggler in the building. What's up, my brother? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Look, you have Thanks. been you've been doing so much lately. You're like killing the game right now, man. My it's goodness. true. You gotta stay busy, you know. If you get busy living instead of get busy dying, you know, you can hang around and do the same old stuff. You can show up to work and do your job, and that's great. You get a C plus. That's not my thing. I don't want to sit at home. I don't want days off. I'm busy. I'm uh, talking politics on Fox Business. I'm doing things uh, Q and A's online. I'm going off and. Uh, doing stand-up comedy whenever I can. And then in between, you know, my side job, I uh, steal the show every damn night on my TV. Yeah, so. you know, the other thing. Yeah, absolutely. Man, <laughs> <laughs> the comedy is really taking off for you, man. Like, um, it caught me off guard one day. I was watching Wildin' Out, and here comes Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, what the hell? Dolph Ziggler on Wildin' Out, man. How was that experience for you? Uh, that was pretty cool. Someone like me, I, I'm not a huge MTV guy. Right. Uh, but... Uh, that Wild and Out's been on for a really, really long time, and I didn't know what to expect. I know I, I'm pretty hip with going on uh, pop culture-wise, but uh, when I got there and realized everything that goes into one of those shows, uh, what Nick Cannon does for his, all the group of people that are working with him, the people who are attending, the people who are under his wing, uh, it, it's like this pretty awesome, I don't know, community of people, and they go out and I became friends with a few of them, but mostly we just do a trade of different like uh, Instagram follows back and forth, and to see all those people uh, branching out, and they're all so talented, they do so many different things, and being a part of that show was yeah. uh, an experience that I said like one I was very unprepared for, and <laughs> I was blown away by the work that goes into it, what everyone does, and just uh, Nick let everybody like in a prayer ahead of time, and everyone was hanging out and having a good time. It's like that atmosphere is something that I've never seen. And I've done crossover promotions. I've done cameo stuff. It was just this community of people that wanted to entertain, and they're having such a blast doing it, and they're all so talented, and everyone's going off doing their own thing and then coming back and all trying to outdo each other, you know, just like stealing the show. And it was great to be a part of it, and I really hope I can go back one more time soon. Yeah, that was – it was – look, really dope, man. And I know, like, I know you've been doing comedy for a while now, and I watch a lot of comedy. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people do. Do but it's just like a different type of comedy when when you get into a situation like that as well. So it's different, but good stuff. It, it was wild. It was fun, and, and and part of it was an improv show with right. props, which was awesome, and I love that. And uh, I feel like that's where, uh, you know, that's where I shine a lot. And it was so fun to be a part of these people who 
knew each other so well, always had something in the bag to, to rip on someone else, to zing somebody else, to have something ready to go to outdo someone else. And uh, being a part, like I said, being a part of it is so fun when you, you don't have to think. You just go off of you know what you know and what you can do. And, and then at the end of the day, WWE is trying to put smiles on faces. Wilding Out is trying to make everyone laugh the whole time, and it was such a cool experience. And like I said, uh, behind the scenes, I've never seen anything like it. It was just close community, and they all uh, respected each other, wanted to do great things, but also wanted to outdo each other and show who's the better one that day. And uh, it was really cool to be a real cool experience for me. Oh, awesome. Extra dope. And I also saw that you were on Comedy Central's roast battle against a good friend of yours. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm a little more comfortable there. You know, all day long, my friends and I roast each other. All day long, people on Twitter try and roast me and get roasted back. Yeah. That's where uh, I, I tend to shine, and uh, it was so awesome, man. I, I've been a Comedy Central fan since it became a channel, and then uh, you said you like a lot of comedy, man. That's all I do all day long is, is, is read up on comedy, watch clips, see old clips, see who's up and coming, and to have a chance to where I've been doing these stand-up shows where a lot of times it's so funny it's a backhanded compliment that i get most of the time when someone tells me like hey man i just came to your show because of wrestling or i just came to get my action figure signed and oh it was actually really good you know you don't have to say actually yeah I'm yeah. Busting my butt over here, making it great you know what i mean and yeah i i i'm working hard clearly i don't have the 15 years experience that i do with wrestling right but i'm telling you right now that work ethic is exactly the same i don't want to be outdone i don't want to have someone outdo me i don't want to put on a, a less than a plus stellar show so i am working right like even right now i'm going to a, a comedy show tomorrow in vancouver at the real theater and i am pacing around my house going over notes rewriting because I, i'm not just someone who wants to like tell old war stories about wrestling i'm right. here to tell you you know that i i'm trying to make things funny and everything makes me mad all day long and it's the best yeah i, I dig that it's like it's not you're not just a wrestler who does comedy like, I actually know comedy, and I happen to wrestle also. So Hey, I hear you. So this Friday, we have SmackDown coming to Fayetteville, North Carolina. Tribute to the troops, man. And right now, you are currently teamed up with the glorious Bobby Roode, man. How's that experience been for you? Uh, it's been pretty amazing, man. Uh, Bobby's a pretty quiet guy. He doesn't talk to too many people. And uh, after well, he debuted, you know, he was from NXT. Right, here. right. Uh, and so, of course, he debuted against me because that was, I don't know, for some reason that's in their contract or something. <laughs> but w when I got into the ring with him, I knew right away the second we locked up and tied up and went head to head, I went, oh, this guy gets it. This guy's going to be great. This guy knows what he's doing and is trying to get better every day. And it, it's that competition like that that brought us to be like, once we started tagging together, we both were thinking the same things. We both have you know, probably a total of 700 years in the business, knowledge-wise. We have the same psychology. We both know where you need to go, what story needs to be told, and how good it needs to be done. And when you can kind of look across the ring at someone and give, you know, that eye, and you know that you're on the same page, that goes to show how good he is and, you know, how good we both want to be. So I'm I'm like, a, I'm a huge WWE fan. I, I watch, well, actually, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I watch everything. I, I definitely focus on a lot of WWE stuff, and, for you guys to be pretty much the only guys on SmackDown to get a victory during Survivor Series outside of the men's the men's match, like you guys really laid that flag down to be like, you know what? How is everybody else dealing with? Like, I know it's I know it's like story driven. How did the Survivor Series match come about? Because that wasn't even really like announced uh, ahead of time. Like, was that something they just you, you could say? Yeah, you could say it's story.
storyline driven, which of course our shows all are. Yeah. But at the end of the day, nobody wants to lose. Nobody wants to lose all the matches. Nobody wants to go back to Raw and SmackDown saying NXT won every single match. And you'd be like, damn, this seems like it's rigged. So no, <laughs> right. we're here to let everybody know whether you're announcing the match, whether you're first, whether you're last, it doesn't matter. When you come out on top, you're not just doing something for yourself. You're doing something for your brand, whether you want to or not. I'm a selfish performer. I live for me. I, no matter if I'm in a tag team or by myself. But knowing that I represented SmackDown and got a win and said, now it's time for you guys to do better. And the people who, and the superstars who are above and beyond in the main event storyline, they didn't come through as much as we did. And it says, it says a lot for some to say, hey, man, we're knocking down the door and we're ready to go at any point in time. So you are extremely vocal on social media, man. Like you are, I've been, I was just going through your feed, man. I've been following you for a couple of years and like you post some hilarious stuff, but I really, I really enjoy, even though I'm like, I have to admit, I am a huge Goldberg fan. I get it. But here you come just definitely trashing him. How was that match, man? Cause like, how did you feel about that? Uh, I One, I was excited to have the match. Two, I, I didn't love how it came to be, but I knew that I was in that role for a reason because there's a reason, you know, after 10 years of uh, every two years, I'm debating if I should be done here and move on. And then I find out that they need me for something or I have something left to prove or there's a match right here where I can, only I can make this a special match. There's a lot of great superstars. There's a lot of great superstars who get great matches on anybody. But when I made a career out of it, I knew that I was in a special position. And first of all, in the 90s, I was a huge fan of Goldberg. Right. Uh, still am. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to certain matches and knowing that I'm in it for a reason, you know, it was a little frustrating to know that, uh, you know, it wasn't supposed to be a long match. That's fine. That's Goldberg. I'm a fan of his because he doesn't do go- uh, long matches. I'm a fan of watching him do what he did. And then when it comes down to me, I'm no one's a bigger fan of myself than I am. You know, I know what I can do. I know what I can make happen. And it's frustrating when you can't, you don't get a chance to make those things happen. But came down to it. I'm telling you right now, you could say the match is a minute long or whatever you want. The, that entire segment was entertaining as hell. It was. I had a blast. Goldberg got to be Goldberg. And at the end of the day, we had something special again afterwards. We didn't choose to capitalize it on it. Uh, but that's the story of my career. So I'm always here, always ready to go, always ready to knock on the door, uh, whether they want me to or not. And, you know, that's so true because you're you're literally anytime it feels like who is the most credible opponent you can put somebody against. It's like if you don't – I feel like if you don't have a, a feud against Dolph Ziggler, like what are you doing? Because, like <laughs> – <you, laughs> And like, you know what my favorite part of that match was? One second into the match, I super kicked him in the mouth the crap and he went down. Yeah. And for one second, for one second, that entire crowd that tells me to retire every day on Twitter, that tells me I'm not as good as I think I am, that tells me I can't win a big match, went, oh, my God, he won. <laughs> yeah. And then we got down to business. So all the fans who know everything for a split second didn't know what the damn thing to do about it was uh, pretty exciting for me. Could be better always, but you got to get him what you got to get him what he can. Absolutely. So this Friday, SmackDown, tribute to the troops. Do you know who you guys are uh, facing? Or you have a singles match or a tag match or what's going down for you? Man, it's SmackDown. Even if I knew who I was facing, it might change. Or we don't know. Like, we fly by the seat of our pants every week, whether it's Monday night for Raw or Friday for SmackDown. So even if we had a match that they, I've been promoting for six months, you never know what's going to happen because that is a wild day. That's a long day. That's a crazy show. And that's how uh, we somehow every day 
you know, down to the la- down to the wire, down to the last minute. It's WWE. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. I mean, if you watch the show mm-hmm. and you know that me and Corbin and Rude always have something going on. Most recently with Roman, yep. I'm sure it'll be something exciting, something important, whether it's the beginning of the show or it's the end. It'll steal the show because that's what we're there to do. That's what you're there to do, man. So this time is tribute for the troops, man. There's going to be like four braggers, literally like a hop, skip, and a jump away from us. So there's going to be lots and lots of military folk in the building, man. And I know WWE does a lot of stuff for the troops and for the military, man. So, you know, is it like a different feeling when you perform in front of the military as opposed to, you know, regular fans because they do so much to, to for us in general? I mean, it's like only an idiot would tell you that they're not, you know, above and beyond happy to be doing something special for the troops. Uh, we, we are. And the cool thing is my my work, my boss goes above and beyond to do things for the troops. But me personally, my dad was in the Army, so I, I, I do things on my own whenever I can. And uh, a lot of times I, I donate. Uh, well, every year I donate to the Wounded Warriors Project because that's something near and dear to me. It's just something I like to be a part of. But uh, and whenever I can promote it, I do. And uh, it's just it, it's a special night for the troops. It's a special night for us to give back to them. And uh, anytime you can do anything for those guys, it's just a tiny, tiny fraction, you know, of what they're doing for us. So we're happy to put a smile on our face whenever we can. And that the fact that it's in Fayetteville and it's a SmackDown, I'm happy to be a part of it. And uh, we will go above and beyond uh, to show our thanks to those troops. Got you, got you, man. Like So I know you're a Cleveland native, man. What's going down with the Browns, man? Like, I just knew that I knew ahead of the time when I heard about all the changes they made and stuff. I was like, oh, crap, they're going to mess around and go. And, I, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. So I'm like, they was going to – I thought – I really thought the, the Browns would go maybe 9-7 and seven this year. You know, I thought they were going to have a winning record, man. What's going on? Uh, it's been real disappointing because as a Browns fan, you're used to disappointment. But right. you're sure as hell not used to the disappointment after the entire league and analysts and everybody talks you up as going 10 and 6, right. maybe going to a game short of the Super Bowl. So uh, we're used to it. Uh, so we were prepared for everything, but we did get, you know, we got a little stuffed up in the hype. Uh, we have some awesome, awesome playmakers on our team, and somehow they just haven't been functioning full on and full out. So hopefully Cleveland can take this as a positive year and go, hey, we went 8 and 8 or 7 and 9, and that's Six more wins than we're used to. So <laughs> right. we take that as a positive and build on it. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of hype. And uh, and it wasn't just Cleveland. It was analysts, NFL, players. Yep. Everyone goes, yep. this is the place to be. This is the team to watch. And yep. we absolutely have not delivered when we were supposed to. So uh, I watch them. And, and if I can't and I'm out of town traveling with WWE, I'll listen to them on the radio. I get the Cleveland feed. I get the Jim Donovan feed in my ear and, uh, and Doug Deacon. But, man, it, it's, been, it's been so extra gut punchy because we're used to losing by someone taking their helmet off on the last play or a 63-yard field goal that goes in or a missed 20-yard field goal by the Browns or some crazy thing that happens. But we're not used to uh, being picked as the favorite to win. Right. Playing poorly. So it's been real disappointing. It's just the first year with the squad, man. Next year, I I expect y'all to do a little bit better, man. So we're going to see of what course. happens. Of course, you got to take it as a, as a growing thing. I, I, I'll, It's so easy to get caught up in negativity, whether you're talking sports or anything online or anything in the world. I try and take it as a positive. I still got my Cleveland Browns Bud Light fridge in my living room. I take advantage of it. I'm happy to be a Browns fan. Whether they win or lose, 
I'm behind him. It's just you hope they learn from it. You hope they move on. You hope that next year is this year is the seven and nine year. Next year's the ten and six. And the year after that's the twelve and four. And then you get the legacy going. But it's been a long time coming, and, and Cleveland's been behind him no matter what. But it's been a really long, rough road. Got you, got you. So, final wrestling question, man: Is there any opponent that you haven't faced in anywhere that you would like to face before you before, before you hang it up completely? Uh man, that's a great question. I don't know. You got anybody in mind? Anybody that you'd like to get in the ring with? You had one shot. Man, me? Look, yeah, I'm I'm actually training right now, so I'd wrestle anybody. <laughs> so okay, so say you're training right now, and you get to be ten years down the line, twelve years down the line, and you go. You get one shot at someone that you've looked up to your whole life or you thought has always been awesome. And who is hmm. Dolph Ziggler? That is the absolute correct <laughs> answer. Well done. So if I could somehow wrestle myself and tear down the house, nobody could ever follow that. So if you can get the ring with me, maybe we can make it a tag match to make something work out. And then we can both win. Then we can both finally get a match at WrestleMania. Huh? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. Look, I appreciate you so much, man. This Friday is going down, WWE SmackDown at the Crown Coliseum, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Tribute to the troops is going to be money, man. Hey, tell everybody your social media just in case they don't know about you. Well, first and foremost, Fayetteville, North Carolina, North any of the Carolinas, we like to call that Flair Country. Woo! Also, it's at Heel Ziggler, uh, social media. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram, and uh, I'm always open to a little off-the-cuff Q&A, whether you want to talk politics, sports, wrestling, comedy, you name it. It's all, I'll always try and make it fun or challenge you a little bit. So, uh, it, it, Anything in the Carolinas is Flair Country, we're going to make it an extra special SmackDown, I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for calling in. I know you're extremely busy. You got it, brother. Take it easy. Man, Dolph knows a lot of things. He does. Was, he does. I learned a lot. Like I, I want to reach out to him and tell him that I'm currently playing Madden 20 yeah and i made it to the super bowl and the browns are in the super bowl oh wow, wow. so i want to tell him this you know but tweet him tweet him right he, now he, it's like the like... only way my cowboys and his and his browns are going to make the super bowl did, he, he liked the tweet so you might need to tweet he did, him he did, so. You know, so he'll 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 be around so that's what that is so look man there's another awesome episode of the smash the map podcast Look, be on the lookout because we're going to have the crossover episode with TJMF. That's just my face. Yep. And we're going to have Hunter Taker, James Hunter, on the show very soon to talk about WrestleCade and everything that happened on that amazing holiday weekend. Oh, yeah. All right. Make sure you and follow us amazing. on social media. We're on Instagram, we're Smash the Mat Podcast. Twitter, Smash the Mat Pod. Facebook, Smash the Mat. Email, Smash the Mat Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us questions stuff mm-hmm. like that we're giving away merch mooch and right. dice that's right you just gotta hit us up so you know I'm oh shout out to nwa nwa like, yeah. Yeah. power yeah if you haven't watched power it's good we had a little bit of controversy and now jim Cornette's not there anymore yeah. but we, we talked about a little bit on the yes last the dawson's yeah, the boys, you know, the, Dawson's the Dawson's are on there, there. so check it out up. so yes. wrestling wrestling is it's great we got a lot happening Absolutely, absolutely. Once again, shout out to everybody that checks us out. We're on all streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Stitcher, Radio Public. We're on Pocket Cast, Overcast, whatever. Like, share, subscribe. We're on YouTube, Smash the Mat Podcast. 
Find us. We're everywhere. The Any, website? Yes, mastermat.com. That's right. Check us out there, too. Yeah. Any, you guys got anything else? At DB Greatness on everything. Uh, Mr. Magnificent on everything. Mr. Magnificent, when is the next time Team Sexy is going to wrestle? Now, before you answer that question, <laughs> two things. We were just at a show last night. We were just at Wrestling with Purpose right. in Lumberton, and we're gonna have that we're gonna have that recap coming up probably in the next week. And I'm still I'm putting I'm, right now I just want you guys to know that I'm calling out Mr. Magnificent right now <laughs> because I've been waiting on him to finish editing the UPWA show from Ooh. November. I've been waiting for it for a month. <laughs> And see, he hasn't yeah. sent it to me. See what had happened was. See, look, see. and and I wanted, I especially wanted DB to hear it. One because he wasn't there. Two because at one point it was me, Caribbean Tiger, and Team Sexy on commentary at the same <laughs> damn time, and it was pure comedy. I don't even think we paid attention to the match <laughs> because of the, all the all the trash we was talking to each other, and I like that that Tiger is funny. He is, man. That dude. He is the hardest person to do commentary with because because <laughs> he he like he's like super serious and I just kept laughing. He was like, I thought he was about to hit me with a backstabber or something, man. You know, team team sexy. We're going we're going international, right? Uh, before we go international, we're gonna start national. <laughs> uh, we we'll go. We got we got a show down in Georgia. Okay. Uh, February twenty second. Okay. Um, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I have to check the dates, but I think we have something coming up before then as well. Okay. I want to let you guys know, because this show is going to come out the same day that we're recording this. Even though they had a, a match last night, these guys just did like the most epic thing <laughs> ever. Yes. They changed their, they changed their entrance music to Soul Glow <laughs> from coming to America. <laughs> Holy crap. Shout and, out. Shout and out they won Daddy over D. the whole crowd. They did. Without <laughs> without even stepping into the ring. <laughs> well, I don't know if you won them over because those kids were kind of upset with y'all. I don't Man. Know why. Well, they miss Huckabucking, but we can find a new way to do it with the song. So. That that Shout out to Sweet Daddy D because yeah. he hit me up about two, three days before the show was, and sent me that song and was like, hey, what do you think? Let's do it. I, was, so I, I heard like two seconds of it. I was like, oh, yep, I know it. Yep, yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> that is hilarious. What do you see was coming next? Oh, boy. No. Wait, we we go get some wigs well, uh, and some chin straps. Oh, uh, like, hey, don't 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 give them all the info, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. fun times. But you already know what it is. <laughs> Smash the map. Get yeah, the Hey guys, this is Selena De La Renta and you're listening to Smash the Mat Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. All Day Kenny Bangle and you're listening to Smash the Mat Podcast. All day. Hey everybody, this is a Caribbean Tiger, the man you love to hate. So please follow Smash the Mat Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Take care.